Hello and welcome to my podcast, Media Reviews. Today, I will be reviewing Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. The plot is about how Harry has a very miserable life living with the Dursleys due to the fact his parents are dead, which he's been told was from a car accident. The Dursleys are very abusive care figures to him and make him live under the stairs in a very, very tiny closet. However, when he turns 11 years old, he gets a letter explaining that he is going to Hogwarts. Hagrid finds him and ends up taking him to the Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, which quickly becomes his new home. Through going to the school, he ends up finding out that he is extremely special due to the fact that he is the only wizard or person to have ever been able to survive Voldemort's spell, which is what the mark on his forehead signifies. Therefore, he has a target on his back as Voldemort wants to take over the world and to defeat Harry along with it. In his first year of the school, his life has drastically improved. However, there are many flaws, such as finding out that there is a secret object hidden in the walls, which Harry has to be responsible over in order for it to stay in the right hands. Aspects I really enjoyed from reading the book is that In the beginning, there is a lot of time put into showing Harry's home life and how he has ended up being isolated in his school and home life due to the Dursley's abuse and mistreatment of him. This makes many readers be able to really relate to the universal experience of feeling alone or other from those around you, making us root and sympathise for our protagonist. Furthermore, The world building is very carefully crafted by J.K. Rowling, as the book spends more time on the setting and building atmosphere rather than a substantial plot, since the majority of the scenes take place at the Dursley's home, Diagon Alley, or Harry's day-to-day life in his new school. This lets us be fully engaged in this world, as it seems as though we are discovering this new magical world at the same pace as the characters, making everything feel very fresh and new, which leads us to become very heavily invested in what is happening. Only in the last two or three chapters are we introduced to the traps that the main trio have to go through, and it's also in these last chapters where Voldemort is also introduced showing that the main focus of the story was to learn about this world. Additionally, the emphasis of friendship between Ron, Hermione and Harry was enjoyable to read as we get to see how loyal and devoted the characters are to each other. Although they don't become friends with Hermione until much later in the book, It is nice to read the development from finding her annoying and insufferable to becoming a close friend 
and how natural that progression is. Their friendship is highlighted when Harry has to go through the obstacles in the later chapters, as it is made evident how he would not have been able to finish the entire course himself, as each character was needed for a specific purpose. An example would be how Hermione was needed for potions and the devil's stare, Harry was needed for keys, and Ron was needed for the chess set. This shows how each character is equal to one another, and just because Harry is the chosen one, it doesn't mean he is actually able to do difficult challenges without the help of his good friends. The three also bicker a lot in the books, but this is realistic to how 11-year-olds would behave. However, despite this, there is a clear underlying compassion and care they have formed for one another. An issue I have with the book is that the Quidditch game doesn't seem fair at all, and it is difficult to get into the action or thrill of it when the only part that counts is who gets the snitch. The fact that the snitch is what ends the game, but also whoever catches it gets 150 points, means it's almost always the decider of who wins, whereas if the snitch just ended the game without any points rewarded, it would mean there would need to be more strategy, as those trying to catch the snitch would have to focus on who was in the lead. Another issue I have is that, from a contemporary perspective, this book comes across as quite fatphobic. This is because Harry always seems to focus on Dudley's weight by describing him as having fat sausage fingers or looking like a pig. This could be understandable as Harry is 11 and has been abused by him and his parents. So as an 11 year old, you would be able, you would be picking on things such as weight. However, I feel as though the writer could have found a better way to word it or not have to rely on stereotypes that bad and greedy people meant they were automatically fat. Another problem with this book is that Harry Potter is a Mary Sue character or archetype. He is rich, popular and famous despite the fact he didn't do anything. He has destroyed a notorious killer before he is one before he is even one years old and able to comprehend what had happened. As soon as he joins Hogwarts, he is the best flyer there, regardless of the fact he has never been on a broom before, and when someone evil touches his skin, he can burn them due to the power of his mother's love. Moreover, he wasn't ever the person going forward and making decisions which affected the story and plot. Instead, he would sit around or go to classes and things would happen to him, which only then he'd react to. Furthermore, even if Voldemort wasn't able to kill him with his powers, the fact is that Harry Potter is still a human being, and a child at that. Therefore, the easy option would have clearly been to throw the child out of the window or something equally terrible. Voldemort 
is seen as this terrible and cleverly sadistic being, however, is unable to make a different decision when his own magic doesn't work. Last of all, I have a huge issue with the writer J.K. Rowling herself. She constantly adds information after the story has been published, such as Dumbledore being gay or how Hermione is black despite her being written as white in the story. However, when given the opportunity to put these in the stories, such as when new movies were being created, there is barely any representation of these offhand tweets. She could have apologised for not having a more diverse cast due to the time period it was written in and promising that in future she will do better, such as Rick Rick Recordian in the Percy Jackson series. It is irrelevant to make these last minute tweets without actually showing these characters on screen since many minorities feel as if they are being laughed at by this privileged high class white woman. Another issue with the author is how transphobic she has been and how she has shown many signs of turf rhetoric which only harms the trans community. This is evident as recently her essay has been used by transphobes to try to pass anti-trans laws through. This shows how her freedom of speech has had many negative consequences to the community. The reason I am including the many flaws I have with the writer is because many LGBTQ plus people have found solace in the world she has created and have especially been able to relate to Harry's isolation due to being silenced or oppressed for who they really are. Therefore, for these people to have found such comfort and safety in these words, only for the writer to show she never actually respected them is a huge issue and stains the series for people such as me who is an intersectional feminist and wants to see equality for everyone regardless of who they are. Thank you for listening.